digital navigator every week ragu bala will walk us through some of the most exciting development in the area of blockchain ai and iot in today's podcast he speaks about machine to machine economy and how the future of machine looks like hope you enjoy this podcast so in this podcast what i want to talk about is the machine economy and what is a machine economy all about and so um in the machine economy it is the promise of um these interactions between either human to machine or machine operating on its own or a machine to machine uh transaction happening and so in the machine economy the machines around us have now gotten the capability to participate in transactions and we have slowly but surely have, uh, have seen this sort of unfold over the last several years so let's talk about some of the technologies that make some of this possible and i'm going to give you some prognostications as to how various things might happen so first thing is some of you may have heard of the word iot or uh, the, the phrase internet of things iot is just a, a acronym for that and um, so internet of things is also a new word for a older term called machine to machine m to m so anyway instead of splicing that too much let's uh, talk about what the underlying concept is so the underlying concept is let's say that you have a device such as a tv in the past the tv would get a signal through antenna and then it became through cable and then air some programming the tv by itself was a pretty dumb device and um, and then what happens is um, it's got some connectivity to or say the equivalent of client server computing is got connectivity to the server it being a very dumb client and it'll just simply show programming um, and the only real intelligence was the remote control and being able to change channels now some of that has started to change in the last few years so these tvs are now smart connected devices so let's break those two words up smart and connected so connected what does connected mean that means just like you know you had your cable and your antenna connection so cable connection still is the underlying um transport and uh, it it's still being able to connect to some server side uh for uh, uh, to to collect data to push data or what not but what happens is the tvs are now like computers actually um they can they have software and firmware running on the tvs and um they can update themselves the tvs themselves have got uh, ability to do over the air streaming and um and uh, either natively like for example samsung has got that running natively on its tv sets and i think sony and others might have similar similar capabilities 
and in some cases they have to be augmented with another piece of hardware like a Roku box or things like that. In any event what happens the long and short of it is they become over the air appliance where they have apps which are installed on the TV and then one can use the app to take content and these apps have got authentication and authorization and so on as to like what how you have to log in you have to subscribe and then you get programming then you select it so for example if you look at amazon prime it's an umbrella set of uh, content and then there's channels within amazon prime to various other services and if you subscribe to certain things certain things unlock and you can see more and more content view more and more content at the same time these devices are not only allowing you to view but they are actually collecting data as to like what you viewed when you viewed how often you viewed how many times you paused and all sorts of things and that's being sent back to the server where these companies who are in the business of streaming content and so on they are um, using that for their customer profiling and then creating recommendation engines around what what you are you would be interested in next and so on but anyway so that's an example of a of a single machine participating in commerce and begin becoming smart and connected and so internet of things is is the sort of umbrella term where devices become connected and then the intelligence in the form of apps or other things are being embedded within the device and and it can start to perform certain functions now um, if you start to combine two other key pieces uh, this can get very interesting and that's where we are headed so the next part of it is ai so once you're smart and connected now you can have some artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence itself is a broad field it's got at least three if not more uh, subcategories first one is machine learning second one is natural language processing and third one is robotics so using my tv example um, it has been said that certain set top boxes and in the future maybe your even your tv might have a camera that can see you as much as you look at it and what is the camera used for i'm not trying to say that there's nefarious purposes but the camera might uh, be used for various simple things for example it knows whether you really viewed an ad or you walked away to go and pick up a cup of coffee or uh, if that no one is watching the tv it will just shut down itself to conserve energy so camera can be used for certain uh, useful purposes of course used wrongly it could, it could go bad and also um, uh, the sound of the tv uh, could attenuate perhaps um, if it sees people standing nearby versus far away it could maybe change shift um, its brightness contrast all sorts of things can happen because if it knows what's who's viewing it it can adjust so the, you know i'm just making up an example but those things are possible 
So the TV might have some robotics or senses of visualization or whatnot where it's looking at you. If you look at natural language processing, today our main form of interaction with the TV is through the remote. But as we have seen with Alexa and other devices, Google Voice and other things, uh, voice-based input becomes very useful. So people might want to just talk to the TV to say, hey, show me the soccer game. And you know, you don't need to fiddle with your with your remote and it'll just switch to the soccer game uh, that's playing or whatnot. And then the third is machine learning. So if I say switch to the soccer game, which soccer game? Maybe over time it has learned your pattern that you always want to watch a particular team play. So let's say that you're watching the English league and you're a fan of Manchester United. Then it was going to switch to a game where Manchester United is playing because it knows roughly that this is what you always gravitate towards. Um, and uh, and so what happens is um, the, the voice-based input might be the uh, sort of uh, still uh, in the natural language processing arena of AI, but the um, but the learning on on your voice on uh, understanding what you would like to switch to that might all be AI. So now you took the smart connected device and you added AI. Now you have a different uh, beast altogether. Now the third one is blockchain. So blockchain can be pretty interesting. Where well, a lot of people confuse blockchain with crypto, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. But blockchain is basically a dis- the be- easiest way to think of it is a decentralized distributed database. So, and I'll cover the word decentralized and distributed even in greater detail in future podcasts. But for now, what happens is uh, a lot of the there's a lot of um, uh, things going on in the media markets where artists and other people don't feel that they get their rightful share of royalties and so on. So all of that can be sort of solved using this model of AI, uh, blockchain, and IoT. So let's say that you're watching a video on MTV or something like that on your TV and um, so that uh, uh, fact that you were watching it either you watched it on cable or you watched it over the air uh, through streaming or whatnot that data could be recorded on blockchain and blockchain is immutable and all the parties involved the recording company the um, the production company the artists and whoever else distributors all the middlemen everyone uh, was involved and who's supposed to get a cut of the revenue can see the same data at the same time. So now what happens is you have an ecosystem uh, where all the parties who are interested in this data is able to see it and benefit from it, right? So you have an uh, economy where uh, facilitated by machines which enables uh, the rightful uh, uh, royalties to be paid up. So let's now take this machine economy example further. We are talking about a TV which is, um, you know, interacting with a human. So that's machine to human communication. A machine can also act on its own. So for example, if you take a coffee machine and it knows that 
you just uh, bought a 30 day supply of coffee and uh, and what happens is um, it can keep track of how many uh, I, you know I'm talking about the Keurig type of machine where you put those coffee canisters in it and it and it uses it and then gives you so many cups of coffee and then you before you put in the next uh, canister so let's say that you bought 30 canisters you can tell the machine you bought 30 canisters and then once it knows that the canisters are completed it can automatically reorder through an online service have it delivered to your office or home so that you don't need to keep track of that and you don't need to go through a few days without coffee because you forgot to do your shopping and all so that's the level of convenience when the machine becomes intelligent it can it can sort of interact with you and work within your lifestyle without even you telling it to do so it knows how to do it um, the next one is machine to machine communication and for this let's look at a sprinkler system so the old sprinkler system, the way it used to work was wake up in the morning, uh, water the lawn for 10 minutes or a preset amount of time and then go back and switch off. But it never used to check the soil humidity to find out that last night there was a downpour, there's no need to uh, water the lawn this morning. And then they added these sensors for soil humidity so that it would now only water the lawn if it's dry. But then the future um sprinkler systems might be that they are capable of not only monitoring how much water is in the soil but going and buying data from the weather balloon from your next door neighbor and having a transaction over blockchain uh, and might use cryptocurrency or some sort of digital currency to say hey you know what i want to know the weather for this afternoon weather is going to be very hot or uh, rainy or whatnot and it might turn out that the uh, soil humidity is somewhat dry right now but it, there's going to be a downpour this afternoon but it's, some, it's quite hot right now so what the what the sprinkler might do is saying okay let me uh, it goes and buys the data by itself uh, being sold by another machine that's where you have a machine to machine interaction and then it um, sprinkles the water for several minutes so that the soil is moist enough during the day and nothing dies uh, like your grass or your plants or whatnot and then in the afternoon when the downpour comes it just dry enough that the downpour makes the the soil wet again so that level of intelligence with iot ai and blockchain all interplaying uh, would be captured in such a scenario. So this is where the machine economy is headed and we can talk more about this but the same thing would be for uh, a car um, uh, driving down the lane, uh, electric vehicle that needs to be charged and it could be charged uh, using some interactivity with a drone um, or a, a, a autonomous car wanting to pay for parking toll or fast food can do so on its own volition. So these are types of examples that we'll cover more in future talks on the machine economy. But I wanted to give you an introduction through this particular podcast. Until then, uh, until the next podcast, uh, thank you for your time.